In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. First, a disclaimer. No matter what your bulletin says, I'm not Father Ginotto. This Feast of Christ the King marks the end of the church's liturgical year, a year which, like most years, had its ups and its downs. In our parish, there are a number of significant events. I'm thinking of the loss of our rector, Father Sunil, as he responded to the call to a new ministry in Michigan. A number of our brothers and sisters in Christ entered the larger life, including our beloved former rector, Bishop David Jocelyn. The past year was also a time when a longtime friend of Christ Church, who years ago had served here as a seminarian, Father Tony Donato, came back as interim rector to provide steady and dependable leadership while a search goes on for a new rector. Also, earlier this morning, uh, this month, was the beginning of my third year as a priest of this parish. But in the world around us, the past year was a time of suffering for many, many people. It saw the continuation of the Russian attack on the Ukraine with the brutal bombing and killing of civilians. Then last month, Hamas attacked Israel, kidnapping, raping, torturing, and killing, followed by the powerful Israeli response in which so many innocent Palestinians lost their lives. Here in our own country on many college campuses, Jewish students became targets of violence as a worldwide tsunami of anti-Semitic hatred erupted. It began with a cry of, kill all Israelis, but quickly morphed into, kill all Jews. That's very personal for me, because so member, many members of my family were sent to concentration camps and killed because they were Jewish. People I never got to meet, and never will, at least in this life. What should we do? What can we do in the face of what's happening in the world? One immediate response to the events of October 7th was that Father Tony and I attended a service at the Westerly Synagogue to show our support for the local Jewish community. For the same reason, along with several other Christian ministers, Father James Jacob, my successor as parish priest at All Saints Church in Warwick, and I were guests at the Sabbath service at Temple Sinai in Cranston. At the same time that hatred and violence are erupting in so many places, politically, our nation is so deeply divided in a way not seen since the Civil War. It's enough to make me want to go to bed, pull the covers over my head, and tell the world to go away. And I suspect I'm not alone in that. Next weekend, as we begin the new liturgical year with the season of Advent, 
Our first reading will be from the book of the prophet Isaiah. A cry to God which seems so appropriate for right now. It starts this way. O oh God, that you would open the heavens and come down so that the nations might tremble at your presence. I read about a sign seen outside a church which reads, Sometimes I want to ask God why God allows wars, poverty, famine, and injustice in the world. But even more, why God doesn't do something about it. But then I realize I'm afraid God might just ask me the same question. I thought about that sign, but then my defenses kicked in and I wanted to say, but Jesus Christ is the king, I'm not. The meaning of words is not always obvious, is it? How about you? What do you think of when you hear the word king? In what way is Jesus Christ a king? In what way is he your king? He's answering. <laughs> if you think of a benevolent image such as a legendary King Arthur in Camelot, that's one thing. But if you think of King Herod and the slaughter of the holy innocents, that's quite another. Still, one thing Arthur and Herod have in common is that as kings, they were absolute rulers over earthly kingdoms, able to do what they did because of their power to enforce and control. Since that isn't how Jesus works, for me, and maybe for you, king just doesn't do it for how Jesus works. It just doesn't do it for Christ. But no other term does either. The reality is that who and what Christ is, you want to try it, so much bigger so much beyond any vocabulary we have. So today, ask yourself, who and what is Jesus for you? Well, we'll try this one. In his quietly powerful book, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis put it succinctly. He wrote, you must make your choice. Either this man, Jesus, was and is the Son of God, or else a madman, or something worse. You can shut him up as a fool. You can spit on him, kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. Today we celebrate a holy day in honor of a king, but a very different kind of king. One with no army, no political power, who never sat on a throne, but instead 
died in agony on a rough wooden cross. The king we affirm today is one who, instead of living in a palace, hung out and still hangs out with the marginalized, the poor, the oppressed, the homeless, with recovering alcoholics and those struggling to become recovering. That king identifies so completely with those called the least of these that, as we heard in the gospel reading, if we want to see the face of Jesus, we have only to look at someone who's hungry or thirsty or homeless or sick or lonely. And then even more, Christ's astounding statement that in ministering to them, we're ministering to him. One of the great spiritual writers of our time was the late Thomas Merton, Roman Catholic priest and monk. He wrote, the kingdom of God is not one which teaches a particular doctrine or follows certain religious practices. It's the kingdom of those who love, love God and love others. But that love is not just an emotion, it's doing. Unfortunately, no one here in church today has the power to end the war in the Ukraine or to bring peace to the Holy Land. But what is within our power is sharply condemning both anti-Semitism and Islamophobia whenever and wherever we see them. Remember the wise words of St. Teresa of Avila. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks with compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. All the world, not just Episcopalians, not just church-going Christians, but all. That three-letter word isn't too hard to understand, is it? In the words of the prophet Malachi, have we not all one father? Has not one God created us all? Instead of bemoaning what we can't do, let us be grateful for what we can do. And strengthened by God's grace, let's do it. Amen.